I'd like to plug the Chase Thomas podcast. Listen to Chase Thomas. You'll be a smarter sports fan and obviously a much better human being. Matt Chernoff from 680 The Fans, Chuck and Chernoff show here. And I want to say thanks for listening to today's episode of the Chase Thomas podcast. You can find it on Apple, Spotify, and all your favorite podcast apps. Chase Thomas went to Parkview in North Georgia. He's a local Atlanta kid, and he won't let the Luca versus Trey thing go. He interned with us back in the day, and you'll always remember him. Anyway, definitely go check out ChaseThomasPodcast.com where you can find all of Chase's previous episodes, all of his articles, and do him a solid. Leave him a rating and review if you're an Apple Podcast listener. Reminder to listen to our show, Chuck and Chernoff, Monday through Friday, 3 to 7 on 680 The Fan, and subscribe to my podcast as well. Welcome to Matlana, wherever you get your podcasts. Chase Thomas podcast. The Chase Thomas podcast. Um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I hate. I already hate it. I hate it. All right, welcome back. Chase Thomas podcast. Taping this on a Thursday morning. Harview High School. Down there, the alumni. We're two alumni. I think that's just the rule now for Harview. They have to they have to go up to the alumni, whether it's uh, Coach Eric Godfrey or the new coach who, look, I'm not going to date you, uh, Joey Sturdivant, because I, I even going to call you Joey. Like, I want to even start. When you transition from Joey Sturdivant to Joe, what age did it did, do? Some people still call you. Does Zeb McKenzie call you Joey still? Like, how does that work? I think most of the people that I played with still call me Joey. You know, what's okay. funny is my, when I was growing up, my dad named me Joe Bob, Joseph Roberts. So he called me Joe uh-huh. Bob after the movie North Dallas 40. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, somehow it, uh, so I was, my, my family always called, always called me Joe or mm-hmm. Jojo. And then uh, uh, Coach Flo is actually who started calling me Joey. Huh. And so Joey Sturdivant actually came from uh, Coach Flo. Uh, naming me that and that just kind of stuck so all my teammates still call me joey and i guess i'm back it it doesn't matter to me (laughs) i like it i like it i mean it's funny because i mean it was you and i think his name was colby covington or what not colby covington it was something covington Covington? yes chris covington y'all were just super fast running backs in that early 2000s era where look i'm like 10 11 years old at this point and I'm at the games and uh, it was it was just super cool with uh, obviously the dynasty and being a part of the three Pete and being there for that. Um, it, w- what is your fondest memory of, of that era and your time at, ten- or at Tennessee? I'm at Tennessee at Parkview. Um, I would just say the the group of guys that, that we had that played together since we were eight years old. Mm. You know, we, we had those guys, we, we'd all been together and fought a lot of battles. And, and I would say, you know, I kind of said this at our first parents meeting, it's, mm. it was the feeling after we won the championship. It wasn't, Hey, we're so excited. We, we just won. It was the the exhaustion that came mm. out. So the things that we did to accomplish that were, were unreal. You know, the sacrifices that we made for each other, the, the bond that was created. I mean, I, I wouldn't trade those memories for anything. And uh, I think that's the special part about, high school football is, you know, these relationships that you make now last the rest of your life. Um, you know, it was, it was pretty awesome. You know, we never lost a game. Mm-hmm. I'd say that's a pretty good memory to have. Um, and then, um, you know, I'd say there, we had some really special, special moments, you know, the, the North side Warner Robins game in water Robins, the, the mm-hmm. entire town shutdown was there. Um, you know, the lights go out and we played, a, you know, as a knockdown drag out fight the whole entire game. Uh, back and forth and then the following year they come up here and have the same exact 
uh, same exact scenario. Those those were always fun fun battles. And then you know I just say you know one of my favorite memories was being a sophomore hmm. with all the seniors we had that first time that that we made the run hmm. and uh, just playing with that group of guys. There there was just a toughness about them. You know hmm. like, <laughs> the just watching how they carried themselves and they. Uh, you know, they they approached practice. That was what carried us through uh, those the you know that that three peat run was was those guys and setting the standard of what it looks like to be a high school football player in my mind. Right, it's like just an inherent toughness, a physicality, and just a refusal. We're not going to lose. You know, there was no that wasn't even an option in our minds. Mm-hmm. Um, that was instilled in us uh, from a young age from the guys that had come through before me. That make coaching kind of weird or anything after where it's like I don't even know what losing's really like like that kind of dynasty where you just dominate. I mean, it was just that time period. It was it was just bonkers. Like even when you're watching on G- uh, GPB in the dome and everything, and you're just like you're just assuming every Friday night you're gonna win. Like when you just go around, you're like, all right, is this one gonna be over the second quarter? Is it gonna be over the third quarter? Are they gonna just do the Alabama crock potting here? Like, what? What? How is this one gonna go? But knowing the the result is uh is probably gonna be in part view's favor. Did that? What did that do for you? So, you know, we I don't what was I thought we did really well in uh, Coach Flo and and our coaches always did for us. It, mm. We always treated whoever we played like they're the best team we are mm. ever gonna play, and we were gonna get their best game that they were ever gonna play. Yeah. yeah, we had a target on our back, so we found ways to not like our opponent. So mm-hmm. there was never a game that I went into going, hey, we're just going to kick their butt. We mm-hmm. knew we were going to win. It was more a matter of how much, right? And so I think that was the attitude we always approached. Like, these guys are really good. They have, you know, at any point a football game, something can happen. Can you weather the storm and be willing to sacrifice for four quarters or, or overtime or whatever it takes to, to win a game? And I, I felt like that has carried over as a coach that we're always going to approach every opponent like they're the best team we're going to play that week. Right. And so it's just a mindset and the attitude. And I, and I, I like to carry that as a coach. Like, I don't know, I don't know how to lose. I don't, mm. I don't do it well. I don't plan on doing it. Um, I know it's part of the game and it, and it happens, but I'd rather approach it with my goal set high and barely miss than set them low and land right on them, you know? And so I, I feel like th- that's the mindset that's carried with me everywhere I've gone as, as a football coach. We're, we're going to figure out a way to win. And every opponent that we play is, is like the championship game. All-time best number 12, Gustafson or Frank Corey? You have to answer this honestly. Well, well I'm just it, kidding. It, I'm it, just all kidding. it all depends. Um, <laughs> yeah. but of course, Jeffrey, I mean, mm. Jeff, Frank Corey is one of the greatest athletes to ever walk on a, a, a sports field in general. Yeah. It doesn't matter what sport it is. If it has a ball, he was going to be the best. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Tim was the same way. They they both had a, 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 the, the right mindset to approach sports, approach the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jeff was just uh, – and the the attitude was always contagious. Yeah. It was always contagious. It was just something something about him when he walked on a field, the way he walked, the way he carried himself, shoot, the way he talks to people. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it was always contagious. Do you also um, keep up with each other? Uh, a little bit, a little yeah. bit. It's it's been hard because I, I went away to to Europe and yeah, uh, you know that was that's that kind of put put keeping my relationships with all my former teammates uh, made it really hard. You know, mm. I was on a different time zone. I know we yeah. have Facebook and all the social media stuff, but I I have not done the best job of trying to keep up with everybody. So now I'm back. I'm 
I'm trying to track everybody down. You know, I'm sorry. So we're going to see some people back maybe this fall. We're going to. Oh, sure. Yeah. hope so. That's uh, goal number one is to get everybody back to, to Parkview and wearing orange and, you know, just remembering how special of a place this place is. Absolutely. Um, where are you at in spring prep? Uh, how's spring practice going? Uh, do you feel fully acclimated? What stage? Because uh, I know I'm just talking to different coaches. They have different phases um, for their program year round. What, what phase are you in? Or are you pretty comfortable with where you're at? So right now I'm in phase of figuring it all out, right? <laughs> where, what, is there, what can everybody do? I'm mm. you know, t- having one-on-ones with my coach and staff, group meetings. Uh, we're watching film together. Just I want to see what, what has been, what have we been doing in the past? Mm-hmm. Where can I step in and, and fix things so we're not pulling Band-Aids off, right? Or not just ripping the Band-Aid off. We're actually being strategic about any changes that need to be made. Mm-hmm. Uh, trying to pull the, the kids in one at a time for, for one-on-one meetings. Um, and then watching them work out and then making the adjustments there. Um, that's typically where I come in is, is changing attitudes and, and uh, understanding of what it takes to be successful, not just here, but for the rest of your life um, and instilling that, that mindset. So um, really working hard in the weight room um, and then also making sure that these guys know that I support them playing other sports. We got you know kids playing baseball, lacrosse, running track. And that makes sure we're utilizing uh, those coaches that we have here that are so special. You know, go play another sport, be a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the preparation for spring, we won't start spring ball until um, the two week, inner two weeks, middle two weeks of May. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, that gives me a little bit of time to, you know, make sure we have everything prepared, um, that our coaches know exactly what, what we want to be taught or what is what the techniques we want to be teaching, exactly what we want to accomplish. So going a little slower right now. I don't want to jump into anything without uh, being extremely prepared for it. Um, but it's, I believe it's going pretty well. Uh, I, I, I'm seeing some changes in our kids, the way we're, the way we're working out, the way we hustle from point A to point B. Um, and the same thing with the coaches. I think we're all excited to, to get to get going, right? To actually start working with the kids and, and, and installing stuff in the spring. So you had to describe your offense in 30 seconds or less. How would you do it? Um, I would say I, I want to make the defensive coordinator throw his headset. So whatever <laughs> that makes a defensive coach mad, I want to mm-hmm. do that. All right. Um, try to basically try to find the dent and then mm-hmm. then open it. Um, put more people at the point of attack than they have. Um, try to put the ball where the defense is not. Uh, mm. It's not the plays; it's the mindset. It's the you know defense can't be divided into thirds, so mm. make them defend three areas, and they have to show play show and tell. Um, mm. I like to explain it like it's fishing. You know, uh-huh. you, you have you put on a, a a spoon that's more your search bait, uh, mm-hmm. right? And so we we do things to create a search bait, get your checks, and then then start attacking it. Um, I, that would probably be my 30, 30 second speech. Of course, I want the ball to go from point A to point B as fast as yeah. possible. Um, and to do that, you, you gotta be able to run the football. So we're going to see some tempo. Are we, is this going to be a fast offense? Yes. I, I mean, we're going to practice fast. I mean, that, mm. that is the name, name of the game for us is, is practice as fast as we possibly can. But I believe that changing tempo is more important than just being straight tempo. So I want the defense to constantly have to feel, you know, when do I make the calls? When do I make the checks? You know, I want to, again, I want to work against the defensive coordinator, mm-hmm. right? And not just give him, Hey, look, this is how we're lining up. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when you line up fast, you're also giving information fast. So 
I want to be able to, to, to manipulate that piece, uh, change our pace back and forth. But the way we practice, though, we're always working at, at light speed. Well, it's interesting, too, because you're running back by nature and you see a lot of coaches. I mean, just quarterback is obvious. Defensive back is another common one. Wide receiver. You don't see as many running back uh, head coaches. So what but why is that a, a help for you? Why is that a a interesting wrinkle that um, has been beneficial for you as an offensive coach, play caller, and just how you've kind of put your offense together, being a running back by uh, just what your experience was? Yeah, so the the running backs got to they have to know everything, mm-hmm. right? They need to know they got to be a part of the pass game. So you got to know all the all the check down routes. You got to know your vertical routes when you get moved into motion. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because a lot of stuff that we did when I was a player, I was also lining up as a receiver. Yeah, right, and be able to. You got to know the concepts, so you have to know basically the entire playbook. Because then in the pass protection, you got to know all the protections. You got to know where you got to be. You have to identify the hots because most of the time you're the hot guy, right? Mm. You got to know who's blitzing. If it's single high, they can bring two extra now. If it's too high, they can only bring one. Uh, so you have to know a defense, and then you have to know the blocking schemes for the offensive line, right? So mm. you have to know so. So running backs have to know so much more than they get credit for, right? Um, and then you have to understand the defensive front, you know, where's the three technique, where's the one tech, are they in the three man, you know, an odd front or even. So those, those holes, just because it's called to a B gap or, or, you know, a B gap play or C gap play doesn't mean that's where that location is going to be based mm-hmm. off their defensive front. Right. Especially three man fronts that slant, mm-hmm. that gap's going to be changing. So I feel like uh, playing running back gave me a great understanding of having to master the entire playbook. And when mm-hmm. I learn things and I, learn other people's stuff i don't want to just learn a play i want to learn the whole the whole scheme the whole scenario uh that's trying to be played out and so i I take that approach as as a coach now is that when i teach something i I don't just teach hey here's your job i teach Mm -hmm. the entire here's what we're trying to do here's how we're trying to manipulate the defense here's your role in that uh but you need to know what everybody else is doing for you for yourself to be successful right so we try to teach it in as a whole first and then work in the individual time. I like it. Uh, most exciting part about coaching Mike Matthews for you out of the gate is going to be what? Well, I, I just like his, I like his personality. seems like mm. a great kid, right? Just a, a yes, sir. No, sir. Uh, young man seems to have a great uh, understanding and knowledge of, of the game of football. Also mm. an excellent basketball player. Um, so I, I love those two, two sport guys because mm. um, I love to compete. Um, I'd say the biggest thing for him and what I'm excited about is creating, you know, one-on-one matchups, his leaping Mm -hmm. abilities, his ability to go up and get a ball, um, to make plays in space. Um, so I'm excited about the different ways we can manipulate the defense and and put them in in opportunities to to create one-on-ones. Spring matchup that you're most excited about for you. I had, so you got a couple, a little over a month uh, to get ready for it, but what position battle are you most uh, excited about seeing play out? Do you mean uh, when we go against each other or against each other and just saying, yeah. Yeah. I I would say uh, I'm interested to see our, our offensive line uh, Hmm. going against our defensive line. We, we do uh, uh, Iris Singleton. So it's going to be a really good defensive end for us. Hmm. Uh, We do have a, an offense line that's been together. This is their third year, so hmm. I'm, I can't wait to see their growth from last year on film to to what we're going to be doing, and um, you know, seeing how our defense line that we got some a couple holes to fill, some seniors that have graduated, right? So we have some younger guys stepping up, 
Mm-hmm. We do have a really good freshman that's that will be a sophomore that got to play the freshman last year. So I'm excited to see how our D line holds up against a, a veteran, you know, veteran offense line group. And then of course we got really good defensive backs and really good wide receivers. So mm-hmm. those one-on-ones in, in practice should be pretty exciting to watch. And, and then those seven on sevens and, and perimeter uh, games should be pretty interesting. But I think we all know that that battle will be, that will be good. But I, I'm the one I'm really excited about is seeing how physical we actually are um, at the, at the point of attack. When does the schedule come out for next year? It's out. So oh, is it have, out? We have it up on our, on our website right now. Okay. I was looking at max preps. So I was trying to find it and I was like, I don't see it. Okay. So it's on there. So what's the most intriguing game for you out of the gate? What are you most excited about? Well, of course, uh, Brookwood because yeah. they're our rival. Have you talked to coach Jones at all since you got I, the job? I got to, uh-huh. got, to, got to shake his hand and, and meet him a couple days ago. Yeah. Um, you know, of course, Brookwood's one you always circle. It's mm-hmm. a very rivalry game. Uh, and then uh, Mill Creek. Uh, of course, the defending state champions. Um, I'm I'm excited. Of course, play Grayson. They're they're right down the road. Uh, yeah. I'm saying we have a really good schedule. The opener against Kell uh, should be pretty interesting to play. You know, both teams coming right off of camp. Uh, anything can happen in those in those early games. So mm. excited to see what what they have coming back. And they have a great coaching staff there. Um, but I'd say looking looking through our schedule, everybody's uh, is on the up and up too. You know, South Gwinnett. Great coach there. Mm. Uh, look forward to, to you know playing those guys. So uh, really, when I look through our schedule, hey, this is a this is a fun group of guys to play against. They're going to be well coached. So I think every week we got to make sure we're, we're well prepared. Who put Grayson and Brookwood back to back for y'all to close the year? Who's who's in charge of this? I need to talk to him. Like, let me get him on the phone. And like, that's <laughs> not how you end the schedule. That's you got to break that up a little bit. Hey, it, it is what it is. You know, yeah. to me, it's uh, they're just another color jersey when it comes game time, right? Yeah. yeah, it's just a just another. But also, color just flip. How is Brookwood not last? They do this. I remember I was talking to Coach Joan about this a couple of years ago. They had Harvey Brookwood in the middle of the calendar uh, a couple of years ago. I'm like, what are we doing? How is this being moved? That should just not be touched. It's the last game of the season. What are we doing? Why is that ever being manipulated? The Battle of Five Forks <laughs> should never actually be touched. That's the easy one. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, we'll we'll work on that in the in the future. There you go. Uh, Coach, how do the good folks uh, keep up with everything Parkview football going into the spring? So for the local Lilburn, uh, Lilburn Knights, Stone Mountain Knights, uh, how do they contribute and uh, come see y'all this spring and, and support the program? Sure. So uh, parkviewfb.com uh, is our website. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, our social media, uh, Parkview Football on, on Facebook and, and Twitter. Um, our guys do a great job on, on social media to keep everybody up to date on and what's going on recruiting wise and then our schedules will be posted and spring schedules and all that stuff will will be will be coming out so. there you go it's exciting stuff exciting stuff um well congratulations again on uh the position coach i'm excited to see uh what you got cooking uh this fall for the alumni a lot of party panthers very excited to see you back back Absolutely. home need, need them all back need everybody to come back and come back and join us and be here on friday nights for sure I'm going to make it uh, for one of the games this fall. Is Parkview Brookwood at Parkview or is it Brookwood this year? I I believe we're at home this year, right? Let me see. It um, is. Yeah. No, you're at Brookwood. At Brookwood, yep. And and home Grayson. There you go. Um, Maybe it's Grayson I come back for. Um, There you go. Well, Coach, thank you so much for making the time today. I greatly appreciate it. Uh, Good luck this spring. And we'll have to reconnect uh, when football is right around the corner. Absolutely. Anytime. Thank you, Chase. I, I really appreciate it. Thanks, Coach. Uh, Take care. This has been Ingram, radio voice of the Atlanta Braves, and I'm here to tell you that you've reached the end of today's episode of the Chase Thomas podcast. 
As a friend of the podcast, I'd like to say thank you for listening to today's episode and hope you return for the next one. To show your support for the program, tell a friend or coworker or even a family member about the program. And if you're an Apple Podcast listener, leave the show a rating and a review. It goes a long way. That'll do it for me. But don't forget to listen to myself and the rest of the team at 680 The Fan and the Braves Radio Network this season. Go Braves! Chase, I think I'm going to hear more about you. I really do. I think you've got a way about you, but you're interviewing, mm-hmm. you're, um, pleasantness, you're smart. So I think I'm going to hear big things about you. Nicely done, nephew. Chase Thomas podcast. Hell yeah.